Blessings, fam. What's going on, everybody? Hi, everybody. It's Essence. And Leonard. And we're back with another episode of Love, Love and, and Honor. Honor. So today, thanks for joining, of course. But today we're talking about safeguarding your marriage. It's important to do, guys. It's definitely important to do. So what do we mean by safeguarding our marriage? Well, uh, when you say safeguarding our marriage, I, I hear protecting it at all costs. Mm -hmm. Intentionally protecting your marriage. Don't be doing stupid stuff because you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, there's consequences to action. So when um talking about safeguarding our marriage i think of things that we put in place uh, to um shield from like temptation mm -hmm. because temptation is always going to be out there so how do we not fall prey to those tempting situations and i think one of the major ways other than of course prayer, prayer. We always talk about prayer mm -hmm. you gotta pray first always be prayed up um always communicate with your spouse over everything but one of the things that I think is a good shield for um, falling into temptation is identifying things that are tempting to you and certain things, just never putting yourself in those situations in the first place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you know what's tempting to you, you should avoid it. <laughs> but even if there's things that don't sound like good ideas or you would have a problem if your spouse did it or, you know, those kind of things just don't even entertain those op th those things that may come forth like if it's an opportunity to hang out with a new work buddy who's of the opposite sex um just don't do that like yeah. it's not necessary even if you're going into it and you're like hey we're just it's just people hanging out yeah even if it's just a one-on group or one-on-one -on -one, i don't know it's just it's not a good idea it's not a good idea to put yourself in a situation where other things can happen because your intentions could always be good. And then in a moment you can fall short, mm -hmm. you know? So it's always best to not put yourself in those situations. So um, I say that because like work is an easy one because we spend a lot of our time away from our family and at work. Right. Mm -hmm. So then we have like our work families and I've even heard the term of my work spouse, mm like work husband or work wife, because like, that's the person that, you know, you work with a lot or you guys, I don't know. It's like your and, spouse at work, I guess. And you know, that that's perfectly fine if you're single. Yeah. If you're single, <laughs> but if you married, I, I, I got one okay. spouse. Okay. That's it. She right here in front of me. That's right. But yeah, so it's just, it's good not to put yourself in certain situations and to avoid potential issues that mm -hmm. may never arise, but if you're not in the situation, it won't. Yeah. Well, here's a good example. Like for, for me, my work friendships, if, if we're going to call them that, they remain at work. There's been very few people who have crossed over to personal life. Uh, one person I can think of is a, a lady by the name of Bianca. Bianca was a friend. But um, what I did was I introduced Bianca to Essence. And Essence actually talked more to Bianca than I did. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because if you want to have some sort of a friendship, we all friends. Right. Your spouse needs to be included. But it's I just personally think that it's in our relationship. It doesn't work for you to hang out with a female outside of me. Like there's no need for that. You don't really need new <laughs> and you could take it how you want to anybody who's listening. But this is how we safeguard our relationship. And, you know, sometimes people feel like, ah, oh, no, you know, these are my friends before. And these are the things that I'm going to do because, you know, I'm not changing. Mm. Okay, well, you know, there's sometimes consequences for those kind of um, mindsets and not always, but, you know, a lot of the times or a lot of times that I've seen 
where incidents happen or infidelity occurs is because people cross the lines and it's not always at work. It could be you met someone who seemed cool or you even met them on social media and you guys start talking on social media. And then now all of a sudden you guys consider yourself friends, you check in with each other and then you want to meet up and it, you know, one thing leads to another and then oops, I accidentally cheated or whatever. But if you avoid the situation altogether, and I don't know, maybe sometimes people miss think that they're missing out on that relationship. Oh, this person's real cool. Or this person might be someone that I'd want to spend time with. If you're married, you have to really prioritize your marriage over a lot of other relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just is what it is. That's the person you chose to spend your life with. You guys chose to be with each other. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you have to safeguard that relationship by all means. Yeah, yeah. You know you know who else is real cool? Who? You. <laughs> if you want to hang out with somebody else, tell your wife to put on a wig, all right? And y'all just, y'all go somewhere and pretend like y'all know each other. You go meet her. How about that? Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> that sounds fun. Let's do it. But yeah, so with um, relationships, I think it's really important. So what are ways that people can safeguard their relationships? So we said, okay, you know, like not having those um, intimate moments or sharing time alone with the opposite sex what else would you say is a good way to safeguard your relationship well i think first each person has to be honest about themselves right what what are your temptations like we talked about earlier what are your temptations what what are your triggers if you will um and once you're honest about those then then you know what to avoid what not to do i mean i think that's really where it boils down to knowing what not to do mm-hmm. and i ident- like you said identifying those things like some people may have, um, you know, they may have certain friends that they hang out with. And when they're in the presence of those friends, they're more prone to do things like say they have a a single Mm -hmm. friend who likes to do single activities. Like they always want to go to the strip club or always want to go do stuff like that. Um, and this married person wants to hang out with their single friend who does, they're always trying to get it. Girls are always trying to go to the club and hang out and get numbers. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like in that sense, and you keep me, I mean, you let me know your thoughts on it, boo. This is mine. These are Essence's thoughts. So if anyone disagrees, then that's okay. But these are Essence's thoughts. Don't at her. <laughs> you at me. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though, because it's still, how, it's still my thought. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't change me. It, it's, I mean, you know, it is what it is. No offense to anyone. <laughs> but um, if you have a single friend who's doing single things and you want to kick it, and then you find yourself easily falling into oh you know let's have a competition to see how many numbers we could get or this or that i don't know what single people do but i don't think i don't know if they do that anymore well i'm just saying not our age well i don't know what you never know (laughs) people are very some people are very mature and some people very immature people do different things for different reasons Mm -hmm. but like if there's an individual who you're hanging out with and um when you're in their presence they're doing things that are no good or are not conducive to a marital relationship, Mm -hmm. or if they're married and they're like cheating on their spouse, you probably need to reevaluate how you spend your time, right? Exactly. What what I would say is, first of all, I think that um, it's okay if you're married to have single friends. Right. But you should really be kicking with other married folk for the most part. Now, if you have single friends and they're um, they're influencing you negatively, like my wife was saying, uh, playing games to see who, how many numbers you can get and all that kind of stuff, that that's out. So what you have to do is categorize your friends. So for instance, you got that friend, right? And every time you guys go out there, uh, they're talking to girls, this, this, and that. Okay, well, you need to determine now 
I'm not going these places with that person because every time this is what happens. Maybe that's a, a friend you go play basketball with now. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go to the shooting range with them. Maybe you do something that's not going to put yourself in that position. Right. And you really just have to be intentional about your, the relationships that you have in your life. Because like I said, you have to prioritize your marriage. And if that's important, which it should be. <laughs> it should be. Other than God, it should be the most important. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, like if you're prioritizing your marriage, then you have to sometimes take steps, even things that you may not want to give up for the sake of your relationship with your spouse, you know, and that has to be a a decision you make for yourself. Like you have to prioritize your own marriage and it's a priority in our lives, um, our marriage and the things that we do and do not do, you know, um, the thing that you were saying about, you know, having single friends, there's nothing wrong with single friends. I have single friends. Um, the thing is, is that, An example of something that I think would help safeguard relationships is there's certain things that I wouldn't share with single friends about my marriage. Um, Well, there's certain things I wouldn't share with people that are not like praying Christ followers anyways, Mm -hmm. because the kind of advice you'll get from some from someone now single people can give you some good advice. They could give you some advice like, girl, you're tripping, you know, like, why would you think that that's okay, Or why wouldn't you? You know, like, I'm not saying that they couldn't. But if you're asking a single person who may have never been married or a single person who has um, a background of um, not respecting their husband and you desire to have a relationship where you respect your husband, then they may not be the person to get advice from. Mm -hmm. Um, If the individual is single, then maybe there's they're going to give you a perspective from a single person as right. opposed to a married married person. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to be careful with who you're sharing your information with, who you're getting advice from, who if you're having people pray for you, who you're going to for that advice, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, single people, I'm not I don't want to say that selfish, but like they have no reason to think of things in the context of a marriage because they're not married. Right. So when they're thinking about solutions or advice to whatever situation you might bring to them, they're thinking of it for how does it make you particularly better? Not how does it make this marriage better or how to make this union better? And I guess it's not necessarily single people. I guess it's more so people who don't have a biblical view of marriage, um, a true biblical view of marriage, because there's people who have biblical views of marriage and their whole concept of marriage could possibly be distorted. But I'm talking about like the ones who have true biblical views of marriage aligned with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's what those are to me. Those are the ones that I seek advice from when it comes to my marriage. Like I ask individuals who are Christ followers who read the word mm-hmm. and, um, you know, do their best to emulate what God says is a successful marriage. Right. You know, and even with that, like you need to have your inner circle because that kind of that kind of conversation isn't for everyone. Right. You need to know who you're talking to, because, uh, I mean, whether you believe it or not, not everybody has your best interest at heart. It's true. And you can start sharing your stuff with people and those people sharing it with other people. And, you know, now, now it's a whole thing out there. You need right. to know who you're talking to. You do, because sometimes people are very free with just information. And that's a way to safeguard your marriage, because you can't always share everything with everybody. Like like Leonard said, some people don't have your best intentions, um, you know, in mind and they don't care. Some people seem like they're great people and they're friends to you and they really don't care about you. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And then uh, like a flip of that is when you think about, uh, say, for instance, you and your spouse are going through some rough waters. Um, sometimes even telling family the details could be a bad thing. And the reason why I say that is because your family, your mom, your dad, your siblings, they they love you on a whole nother level. And if you tell your siblings or your parents something that your husband did that wasn't favorable, that can mess up their view of him. And then y'all could have, you know, reconciled. And now, now your family hates him, right? Because of the stuff you told them. Yeah, because, and it's all families, like I said, no, I didn't say, but <laughs> all families are not like that. But some are mm-hmm. where when you tell them something, they always have team you in mind. They're your cheerleader. They're the ones who care most about you, not your relationship. So whereas you could have um, a married couple, a Christian, a Christ following um, Bible implementing married couple who's like, OK, yeah, I love you. And they did this, but you were wrong, sis, or bro you could have did this differently or that's not aligned with the word of god like you need people who are going to be honest regardless of who you are and regardless of your relationship because they love you but they love god more and i think that's one of the important pieces to it is that you need people pouring into your life that love you but they love god most and they care most about what god is has said and Mm -hmm. what his word says and what he's telling us how to live and what to do. And it's not just team you it's team what God has for you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's best and what God has for you and your spouse. And when you have those people in your life, when you're over there contemplating divorce, just because um, they're irritating or, you know, over things like that, they're going to keep it real, but from a biblical perspective, perspective yeah and you know those those people aren't very hard to find i know that when uh me and my wife we first got married uh that was one of the first things we prayed about we prayed that god would send uh godly couples around us um who we who we can be in fellowship with i think that it is hard to find unless you're prayerful and intentional in that in seeking that because that was a prayer because the people that well before we even got married the when we were engaged i believe Um, some of the women that were married in our church, I would ask questions about things that like would concern me, um, about marriage before I was married. And they, one question was like, Oh, like, how do you, you know, submit to your husband? And I'm like, girl, we ain't doing that. (laughs) What you talking about? You know? And I'd be like, what? In my mind, I I didn't say that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you're at, but it's, it doesn't just because the people are in church or they go to church doesn't mean that they're Christ following individuals that you need to take advice from either. Mm-hmm. And that's the importance of prayer. Like it's very important to be intentional with the people you surround yourselves with, the people that you allow to pour into your lives and the people that you're um, spending most of your time with. Like it's okay to be around individuals who are not Christ followers. It's okay to be around individuals who are not holier than thou or whatever, you know, like whatever the things that people say but <laughs> but what's most important is praying and being intentional about the relationships that you're um, nurturing and the ones that you're allowing to really see you at that level you know you could be as real as you are with any individual however there's things that you share and you're truly vulnerable with and you really listen to people on and I think you can't you have to be very intentional when safeguarding your uh, marriage and who you're letting pour into your family pour into your um, relationship pour into you and who you're having those conversations with. So 
And you guys, um, there's a bird in our background who wanted to be part of the podcast. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but yeah. So are there any other ways that you can think of, of safeguarding your relationship? So what have we talked about so far? So being intentional about places that you're going and things that you're doing, some things you just can't participate in. Like if you have a friend of the opposite sex, sometimes you, you can't go kick it at their house. And you know, you can't, sometimes. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like, you can't go kick it with them alone. Let mm-hmm. me rephrase that. Or, um, you, if you can, and you do, and that's your relationship, then that's fine. But we're talking about love and honor and the people that we're talking to, you know, the people who the, we're talking about, um, our experience and our life and based off of, you know, the biblical principles that we're following. And if you get something else out of that, then that's fine too. You do you. However, this is from Leonard and Essence perspective. So, um, but yeah, so there's certain things that you can't do. Like it might not be a good idea to go hang out with your single friends at the strip club, um, or your married friends who, you know, are not faithful at the strip club or wherever. Um, and you know that they're always getting into something. Um, when you guys go out, you probably need to not do that. Or people who um, are touchy filly um, that, you know, they touch you a little more when your spouse is not around or, you know, just safeguarding yourself. There's certain things you just can't do. And there's certain things you shouldn't be involved in. One rule of thumb, I think, is if your spouse is not, if your spouse was there and it wouldn't happen, then it don't need to happen when they aren't there. Like, so if you're with your spouse and the person was around and they wouldn't touch you a certain way or you guys wouldn't have certain conversations, then those things shouldn't happen when your spouse isn't around. If you wouldn't do it in their presence, don't do it when they're not around. And I think if you're keeping things like that, you'll probably be good. You're going to be all right that yeah. way. You're going to yeah. be all right. So I think those are um, great ways to safeguard your relationship. And then also, what did we say? We said um, talking to other individuals about your relationship who aren't worthy of the conversation. Not mm-hmm. that we're just so worthy, but I mean, some people are not worthy. But to, the marriage is important. It so is very important. So it's, it's, it's it's a treasure and you can't trust everybody with it. And you can't trust that. You can't cast your pearls to swine. Mm-hmm. No, not calling nobody a swine, but I'm just using the scripture. It be swines out there. Right? <laughs> it, it, it is. It's true. So, <laughs> but yeah, so not talking to everybody who will listen about your personal home life or um, asking for advice from people who may not have the wisdom or knowledge or understanding to give you that advice. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, in addition to that, you don't know who secretly wants your spouse. It's true. Because my boo fine, okay? And I, I can't be telling anybody all her business like that because I don't know who back there is plotting and scheming. And vice versa. Like, you don't know if you're sharing something with someone about your husband and then they're like, oh, they okay. taking notes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. That she's not doing or he's not doing that. Then oh, let me get like in this, like this. Get, okay. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. So you got to be very careful and very mindful. And that's why it's important to pray and pray together. Pray oh, separately. Just pray. Get in there and pray. You need to um, pray that your marriage is protected. Pray that. Um, God is bringing those um, strong couples that are great examples and can really pour into your life, um, bringing those people in your life. Because I think it's very important to have those relationships, have those couples who you're close with, who you can share uh, deep things with, and they'll pray for you and really have you guys' best interests at heart. We have that. You know, we've had these, um, a group of people in our life of married couples in our life who will pray um, we have a group me, we have an Instagram group and we just like pour into each other. We have fun. We talk about all kinds of things, but when it needs to get real, it gets real. When, when we need somebody to just pray on spot, like they pray for us and vice versa. So I think it's very important. 
And if you're like, man, I don't have those people in my life. I only have these people who have horrible relationships and I just definitely don't want, maybe God has you in their lives to pour into them, Mm -hmm. but you still need those people who you pour into each other. So if you don't have that, please pray and ask God to bring those relationships, those um, couples, those married couples into your life so that you guys can grow. And And he'll do it. He definitely will because he's faithful and he always does. He always comes through. So are there any other ways that you can, you believe um, communication, I think is a key to safeguard your relationship. I think it's very important to communicate. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? No, I think that's, that's one as well. Um, I think that um, when you, when it comes to safeguarding your marriage, you also have to think of um, condition responses. Um, Shout out to Steve. (laughs) <laughs> but you need to have things in your head Who's already. Steve, uh, don't know Steve. Well, if you don't know Steve, Steve is, uh, he was a part of a ministry we were part of called 2B1. It's, it was marriage ministry. It was a marriage ministry to we become to. one flesh. And mm-hmm. Steve, he, he would always preach condition response. In other words, already have your mind set on your, uh, your action you'll take based on something that's happening around you. So you're not reacting. I forgot the word he used. It's been a long time since I talked to Steve, <laughs> but you're not reacting. You're, you already know you're already per. per- and what you're going to be doing. So what's an example? Like give me an example or give the people an example so that they know exactly what you're talking about. Well, we kind of alluded to some earlier, but say for instance, um, you know, you're, you're at work um, and uh, a, a female uh, comes as a, if, say I'm at work, I'm a man and a female tries to come into my office and have a, a private conversation and closes the door and closes the door. Mm-hmm. I already know in my mind, not. Nah. Right. So my office is actually connected to someone else's office. And so if I, whenever I have a conversation with a female, that door is open. And sometimes I even call the person in the office over to the room, too, mm-hmm. because I've already conditioned myself to know that this is not acceptable, even even though the conversation may be fully work related, but it's never OK uh, to you don't know what somebody's going to say, first of all. Yeah. And some people may feel like, man, they don't take all that. Well, for some people, it does take all that. Mm-hmm. And to safeguard your marriage, like what extremes are you willing to go to for your marriage to be? prioritized and to be safeguarded, right? To be protected. Some people think like that's over the top, that's doing too much, but it's more, it's enough. Like nothing, that that might be exactly what's needed. Nothing is too much to protect your family exactly. and your marriage. Exactly. It's, it's never too much. Mm-hmm. So if you think it doesn't take all that, sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and, it and, takes and all that. On that note, when you put your guard down saying it doesn't take all that, that's when the enemy can attack mm-hmm. because he knows you're not even paying attention to that. Right. Right. So keep your guard up. It's the little foxes it's, that spoil oh, the mind. Ooh, it's the small foxes. things that come in that you don't think are big deals. It's mm-hmm. those those small little conversations that you allow to happen that that turn into something that could be bigger than it needs to be. It's that small conversation or small moment um, where texting you guys are texting and it's not known but you think it's no big deal where Mm -hmm. it turns into something more it turns into flirting it turns into meeting up it turns into more than it needs to be and it turns into consequences in your relationship yeah and the enemy is looking for those spots where your guard your guard is down he's Mm -hmm. looking for that yeah so keep it up so back to communication though communication is very important like if there's things that you're struggling with sometimes people may not want to go to their spouse because they feel like oh but then they'll think this that and the other no that's your prayer partner and if your spouse feels that way y'all probably need to pray about that too like if you're going to your spouse with a struggle that you're having and you come to them and they immediately take offense and are now tripping out because you're sharing something that seems like it's like a temptation or whatever 
you you guys need to be able to come together and pray. So it's not just a you thing. It's a let's go to God. Let's go before God with this. So you need to go to your spouse in prayer. You need to pray before going to your spouse and you need to pray with your spouse and your our our spouses should always cover us in prayer. Like I cover my husband in prayer. I pray for him whether he knows it or not. You know, like when he's going to work, I pray for him. I pray for him throughout the day. And I think it's very important because we're out there in this world and the enemy does not like marriage. You know, like he does not want this union to succeed. So it's important to pray for your spouse. It's important for us to pray with our spouse. It's important for us to pray, you know, for our children, with our children, all that. So, yeah, I think it's really important. I agree. So those were some of the ways that I feel that um, that we feel, we believe that you can safeguard your relationship. There's so many more things, I'm sure, but prayer is always number one always going to the word and seeing what God says about relationships, communicating with each other, um, not allowing yourself to be in certain situations so that you won't fall into certain temptations, like just eliminate the door, like get rid of that opportunity for you to fall. And then I believe you won't. Um, what else did we say, boo? I think I think it was that was mainly it and uh, conditioning your responses and conditioning your responses. So now it's so thanks for tuning in. But now it's time for LP's question. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got questions here um, between the numbers between one and twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick pick a number, and if you already picked it in the past, I'll just tell you. And eh. so we'll go with another one. Okay, I think I picked one. I picked five. I picked twenty-seven. Look at your memory. I picked what else? 22 and 22 and 20 and 20. Okay. So let's go with eight. Eight. Let's see here. Eight. Marriage is not a requirement. Stop letting friends and family pressure you into something you're not ready to do or don't want to do at all. You have, uh, you don't have to get married. Don't get married out of obligation. I agree. I do agree. Um, that's straightforward for me well it's straightforward but it's two-sided uh we are we are christian yeah um, so that's and we know there's certain (laughs) things that um is only allowable under the uh, umbrella of marriage um that's i mean god allows us to do whatever we desire to do but there's consequences to that like there's things that are not within like a Christ follower, if you're following Christ, there's things that are sins. Right. <laughs> you, if you, you, it's your choice if you do them or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's better to uh, to marry than to burn with passion and desire. That's what the word says. Um. So in that sense, I mean, but that doesn't mean because you want to go out there and have loving that you need to just go ahead and get married. Um. I think there. I think you should marry who God wants you to marry, but you also have to consider, you know, all of it. But marriage is not for everybody. I don't think that, and I don't think that people should just feel obligated to get married. Just because you've been in a relationship for a long time doesn't mean to go ahead and get married. Just because some, you're you had the chi- a child of first some, of someone doesn't mean you guys need to get married. Just because everybody's telling you you should get married doesn't mean you should get married. It's not for everybody. You have to be led. You need to pray and seek God because there's people who you would think would be the perfect couple just because and. It's not even meant for them to be married to each other. Um, So I believe that any situation, anything that, you know, we want or 
we desire or don't desire, we should always take it up to God in prayer because there's people who in this season feel like, no, I don't want to be married. And then later down the line, God changes their heart, Mm -hmm. whether it's with that individual or brings someone else into their life and then their whole perspective changes. So no, I don't think any, I don't think anybody needs to be married though. Yeah. So ultimately we agree with the statement. Yeah. So that has been another episode of love Love and and Honor. honor. You guys have a blessed week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.